Paper keg is the way comics were meant to be read, by hearing about them. But every now and then, the hosts decide to review a comic book movie. This is one of those episodes. Enjoy. Special episode of Paper Keg. Don't let the horrific music throw you out of the podcast. The Punisher, 1989. Three friends review a comic book movie podcast right now. Jonesy loves beer. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Uh, you know, Slim, I've spoken to God. And until he responds, you podcast listeners must be punished. <laughs> Dale underscore A, your VP of merch. Affectionately, everyone just calls you Silver Fox with your gray yeah. hair. Welcome yeah. back. It's great to be back uh, for a wonderful, one of our ex- extra special movie episodes. And uh, I'm looking forward to speaking to you guys again regarding our comic book movie. That music. I mean, it sounds like it was like the soundtrack to It, a rejected It soundtrack, Stephen <laughs> King. Yeah, and it seemed like the intro to the movie seemed like it was about two minutes too long. <laughs> title sequence. I feel like this was the original Die Hard 2 score, but then it was so terrible, it got rejected. So they're like, well, what are the properties? Can we just stick this in? It was weird because the, the overall, like, there are pieces of the soundtrack that's good, and then you get the weird circus clown parts mm-hmm. that yeah. just throw you out of it so oddly. So 1989, I don't remember what year Howard the Duck came out. Was this, I think, maybe before this? This was a release. Was this released right after Batman? I thought Howard was like 1985. Oh, yeah. So Howard's definitely before this. Batman is on a high. Tim Burton, Michael Keaton, why not replicate with the magic that they had with the Punisher somehow? <laughs> Jonesy, what's what's the plot of this movie? I, I had to go to the uh, the intern. Uh, Punisher released October the fifth, nineteen eighty nine. Batman released June the twenty third. So the world was ripe for more comic book films. Uh, did this just, film fill that void? What's wrong? Dale? I don't even rem- I I don't remember much about nineteen eighty nine. But I remember graduation the fervor around Batman. The marketing. I don't remember The Punisher getting released to theaters. It wasn't. It was direct to oh, video okay. by the time it made it to the States. Ooh. Oh, I think okay. I think it was not because of the quality, actually. Shockingly, I think they had financial troubles. They couldn't afford releasing it in theaters in the States. Okay. So what what is The Punisher about? In an unnamed city in what we think to be the United States, uh, ex-cop Frank Castle... Uh, who has seen his family murdered in a terrible car bomb incident where which he tries to break the window of his wife's car with his own butt. Uh, <laughs> he, he is now 
in modern times, 1989, if you will, The Punisher, a vigilante who breaks into uh, conceivably every um, high-class party in the city is run by the mafia. So he just breaks into these huge mansions and kills everybody there. And the press is just hounding this city. Who is the Punisher? Uh, you know, Frank, good old Frank, he decides to kill so many uh, <laughs> mafiosos that uh, mafioso Franco is called back to the States to kind of reel in all the uh, the rogue families and kind of bring the city back to power. So, of course, uh, sensing this power vacuum, the Yakuza, uh, you know, the Japanese mafia comes into uh, this unnamed city uh, in order to get their take of the action. In fact, they're going to let Franco run his little family for a 75-25 split of the profits. Uh, a gang war erupts. The Punisher is captured by police, finally. And guess what? Guess who breaks the Punisher out to fight the Yakuza? The mob that has been his adversary since his family's death. And death he does deal out as the Punisher to 91 total bodies in this film about comic book legend Frank Castle. The Punisher, 1989. I just want to say flat out, Dolph Lundgren is the perfect Punisher. Oh my movie, God. Hands it, down. Oh, without a doubt. Those, listen, there are two bookend scenes where the Punisher is nude, uh, <laughs> kneeling on a prayer rug. <laughs> my favorite, the, the first <laughs> scene that jumps into your head is the nude scene. Yeah, yeah right. As One to your first, level of love for I, I his role. Bookend. I can't shake it. The I can't first shake bookend. it. So anyway, it. The the first scene, actually both scenes, like zoom in tight on his face, and those cheekbones and the dye black hair reminded me of a Garth Ennis Punisher issue, like the cover of one of those issues. Like he is the perfect looking Frank Castle, better than what we've had so far. Uh, what's his name? Um, Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane didn't look. I mean, had some of the chops. But did not pull off the look of the Punisher. Uh, Ray Stevenson, I thought, was a serviceable Punisher in Warzone in just a poorly conceived film. Uh, but I thought, as far as the look of a guy who can really pull this S off, he had the off longer hands, hands down. He had the A cheeks of the Punisher. There's no <laughs> doubt about oh, oh, those cheeks. Absolutely. Covered I mean, in sewer grease. Oh, I mean, man. <laughs> The one thing that's just so bizarre, he had makeup so that he had a five o'clock shadow. How hard, does can Dolph Lundgren not grow a beard to just get a five o'clock shadow? It's so weird looking. It's obviously have, makeup. Have you ever seen uh, Masters of the Universe? I'm not even sure he really has body hair. I don't think <laughs> maybe he that nary a hair on that man's skin. <laughs> oh boy! I mean, and, he, you know, I don't. He didn't have hair in Rocky Four. But he could. He should be able to grow a beard. Look at him. Yeah, he could. He could He's perfectly he shorn a beard if he thinks about it hard. <laughs> <laughs> I, I. I mean, I was really entertained 
watching the Punisher again. I have I can't remember the earliest memories I have of this film is trying to track down the VHS cassette of it mm. as a young kid because there's a Punisher movie out and it's rated R and it's direct to video. What's happening? I need to see this. And I remember just visually the first memory I have of this movie is that guy getting a gun in his mouth. So probably saw this movie way too soon as a kid. That, you were probably you about to... as old as his son who had to watch it too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if they knew they were creating a masterpiece when they <laughs> laid this to tape, but I have never had so much fun throwing believability out the window and just being entertained by what has to be Louis Gossett Jr.'s best performance in Siren Eagle. When when Louis Gossett Jr. is in the jail cell with Frank Castle, <laughs> holy moly, oh, yeah. that was... That was perfect. Let me in. Let me in. Let me in. Let me in. My fucking family too, Frank. They were my family too. Now let me in, goddamn. Let me in. He just says like, "F you, f off. Get me the f out of here." Like it was amazing. Fuck you. Open his door. What a fantastic. I mean, and, and and I mean, even like jokingly, it's not a, it's not the best movie I've ever seen. But I thought that that plot point was great. Mm-hmm. Louis Gossett Jr. Yeah. was an alcoholic, and Frank Castle saved him, so he owes it to Frank to, to try to bring him back. To try to bring him back, I thought that was it was good. It was really good. Uh, yeah, fantastic. It really was. I thought that uh, uh, what's her name, Everhard, Detective Everhard, or that might be her actress name. I can't remember. Sam was maybe my favorite personification of a woman in the 80s. I mean, that outfit was oh, yeah. straight yeah. off a the pinch, mannequin the to on-the-move set. Yeah. There was a trench coat. There was a high-waisted, I'm pretty sure, to her neckline, khakis. Uh-huh. And, and you, know, that, you know what's even better about that is that you know those same pants have been worn by Jean-Claude Van Damme. In each of his roles. Absolutely. I think the director was uh, close personal friends with Jean-Claude, and he's actually credited as the uh, tailor, on, or the costumist on this uh, film. I thought it was hilarious that you're essentially dealing with the mob, and you you have like the whitest white men that live in suburbia <laughs> in this mob as mob leaders. Did like, you the one kn- guy that's balding, how did you get into the mob? Did you notice... Yeah. Before we go into Franco, by the way, the actor played Franco plays one of the best supporting roles ever in the Astounding. Fugitive. Astounding. And when he comes on to this, it gives it such an air of professionalism <laughs> in this movie that I yeah. was on the edge of my seat on every scene he was in. Just fantastic actor. <laughs> but did you notice that they couldn't, and I, I feel bad saying this, I guess they couldn't afford to get enough Japanese extras because they paid two very well-known Hong Kong uh, martial artist to come in and do the stunts and play part of the uh, Yakuza cast that some of the uh, grunts for the Yakuza were like Mexican guys and like they were like <laughs> in a in the mafia that is known for excluding and racial purity mm-hmm. they Pretty were just much. willing to hire whomever just needed work that day mm-hmm. to, to guard their uh, their ships and their buildings and stuff yeah to guard their skyscraper floors that are just <laughs> multitudes of rice paper walls. <laughs> There's no offices. It's just hallways with rice paper walls. 
There's there's no load bearing walls in that place either. That place does not have a possibility of standing still. It should be in in ruin right now. Yeah. So Slim, I ha- I have to take uh, some contention with with something you said. You said that they didn't have enough money to bring the film into the states. Yet I did not see a scene where Reebok was not. Uh, shown as the prominent sponsor of this really? film. I didn't even notice that at all. I, I yeah, think Lou I. wears four different jackets, and they're all Reebok jackets. Hmm. I mean, if you you remember the inter- interrogation scene, he's wearing like a, a bomber jacket with leather sleeves and a huge Reebok emblem over his heart. I mean, you can't... I, incredible. Well, he's I, not spending the money on booze. He's got to put it somewhere that makes him happy. Mm-hmm. And incredible $1,000 Reebok jackets thousand I mean, dollar reebok so uh, due to inflation that jacket would be like 10 grand right now if you were <laughs> to buy that today so go ahead dale you're about to say something i was just going to say that for, for so the punisher frank castle's been dead for five years the punisher's been around for five years nobody believes that the two are the same except lou gossett jr and his new uh detective partner can we talk about that scene Dale? i want to talk how she gets to be here his partner yeah but first i just want to talk about the fact that the punisher has murdered 125 members of the mafia over the course of five years and he's still completely at large 25 a year very neat number 125 he's a mass murderer Probably the, uh, by those numbers, the most uh, incredible mass murder single man in history. Oh, yeah. Plus, oh, yeah. Listen, not to crap on Lou Gossett. He's doing great. He's sober. He's buying Reeboks. Mm-hmm. How bad of a detective do you have to be to not one day no, your best friend? think, well, maybe we should try the sewer system? You know? <laughs> We've looked everywhere for five years. In maybe fact, we should look somewhere else. Let, I want to talk about this audition scene. From, so Sam walks up and says, hey, I'm the happy hooker from the Moretti best bust from a couple years ago that you did with Frank. And now I want to be your understudy. I want to train with the best. And he's like, no, not going to happen. And goes into this four or five minute speech about how no one is his partner. He doesn't need a partner. And that she needs to bark up another tree. And she goes, wait. I also think Frank Castle's the Punisher. And he's like, show up at 9 a.m. tomorrow. I also You're my think. new partner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also think. Incredible. Um, and then he basically leads her to, I tried searching through this city, mm-hmm. around this city, on top of this city, over this city, and you cannot find him. Yeah, and then here comes one of the uh, tri-lambs. Let me punch it up here in my hula packard and see what we can do. <laughs> Hewlett Packard uh, thinks it's maybe the sewer system. <laughs> Computers, right, guys? This also, is half our budget. This is why we can't make it to the States, yeah. because we bought this computer. That sewer yeah. system scene where they're wearing galoshes and you know raincoats, probably one of the most half-assed acted scenes where they got these little flashlights, and they're like looking in little holes in walls and... You know, literally you're not nail acting. Holes. You are not logically looking in this sewer thinking you're going to find him. They're looking in like crevasses that are in plain daylight. Oh, is that him over there in this one inch opening? Yeah, maybe that could have been him. Awful. Probably one of the worst scenes in the in the movie. And then his um his total 
drunk thespian informant. Oh, the whole yeah. the rhyming oh, thespian informant, shaky or whatever he's called. The probably you can only talk in rhyme. The, one only of the obvious. I love Dolph's delivery and all these lines, but one scene oh, when yeah. they when you first see the homeless guy, he's driving this uh, RC truck with alcohol to get the the attention of this alky Shakespeare thespian. I don't know how he's driving it around the corner of this building. There's no way he can see where he's driving. The Punisher's in an alley like 30 feet away. Yeah. And the guy finally gets to the Punisher. Punisher's like, I've been waiting here for three hours. You were supposed to meet me here four hours ago. Why are you waiting there for three hours? (laughs) Couldn't you go find him? What were you even doing for those three hours? Staring. And how... I mean, how... like, is this the only source? Is this guy the only source for the information that you have to wait around for three hours for his drunk A? And to who remember really he had is confiding in this buffoon about <laughs> the exact no schedule of their drug he, and arm shipments? And he would have been waiting longer if he didn't get thrown out of the bar for begging for money. Yeah, he just got to that bar. It's like Frank was just sitting there. Who knows what was going on? He just got to that bar five minutes before that. What was he doing? Frank was sitting around the corner not getting arrested for killing 125 people (laughs) because he was just sitting in an alley not being seen. His costume in this movie was amazing. His boots were were epic. I will tell you that I thought as a kid, I've seen this movie once younger now for the second time as an older man, uh, I thought... That it was an artistic choice not to put the skull on a shirt. And that is not the case. Marvel did not have high hopes for this film. So they gave it a provisional license. You can use his name and some of his backstory, but cannot use any visual cues that will link this film to our uh, intellectual uh, crap. So he couldn't wear the skull. And uh, I thought that was so strange that they really would be strange. like, yeah, call it the Punisher or make it about Frank Castle, but we don't want to be linked to this in any kind of visual way. That's our medium. Wow, that's but even amazing. so, the movie is called The Punisher. Exactly. Like what? Exactly. What? What are they going to lose with that? Sh- the you know skull on his chest. Exactly. Didn't make any sense to me. Well, at least they had those daggers that he so yeah. prominently used in the comics. I mean, well, the lawyers the weren't upset about the skulls and the daggers. They would they wanted to say, "Hold on, we got to take those skulls off those knives." <laughs> too that's close. not too close. <laughs> that's out of line. They weren't invited to Australia for the editing, so those snuck in. Uh, I want to talk about my favorite scene in the film, please. Um, so Frank is captured on a dentist chair with his arms spread out. Iron cuffs with wing nuts <laughs> closing them. Okay? So the Yakuza is slowly getting around to the point where they're going to kill him. Giving him just enough time, two turns of the wing nuts is all it takes oh, yeah. for him to burst free from this torture device and kill everyone in the room. I woke up, my, I was watching this in my iPad in our middle room because I was staying up late, and I didn't want to wake my wife up. I laughed so loud that I'm pretty sure my wife was woken up by There's the no, of laughter. He, it was, he's, he's starting to turn the wing nut, and I'm sitting there in my head, well, he's going to be doing this for an hour. He might as well say <laughs> yeah. goodbye to his wife There's at least say 40 hello. threads on that, on that nut. Yeah, at, least yeah 40, at, at least 40 threads. He turns it twice, they're undone. Not only that, but his other cuff is now off. <laughs> Instantly... 
It's amazing. Can we? I mean, but fill me in on what I missed. But when they tie the guard, who the guy was supposed to be guarding them, they tie him up to the other stretcher. When they leave the room and they and they just turn the stretch to stretch the guy out, he's wearing high heels. The man has a pair of high heels on his feet, like like this is the Chappelle Show. And they're like making fun of him, so they put red high heels on a man. There's no explanation for why he has high heels on. Yeah, I feel like there's eight different versions of this movie out there with like deleted scenes included. <laughs> yeah, and whatever, yeah. for whatever reason, we didn't get that. In fact, because what I didn't maybe... realize is the Punisher movie is available on YouTube for free right now. The whole thing, if oh, you want to wow. watch it, oh, but it's in four by three. Yeah, it's not in widescreen. It's it's just comp- it was like I could see Frank Castle having a sense of humor and putting high heels on the guy, but well, he just it. carries those around. <laughs> but show it. Take these high heels and put <laughs> put them on. Couldn't slowly. even do it. It's pure Dolph it. right there. So can I can I talk about Lou Gossett's best scene in the movie? Yeah. While Slim recovers. So there's a scene where Lou Gossett Jr. towards the end of the film has been captured by the Yakuza. And one of the Mexican guys that's in the Yakuza has him guarded at a table. And he's got a pair of handcuffs on. So very cleverly, Lou is like, uh, yeah, I need to go to the bathroom. Uh, I can't go in these cuffs. What are you going to, what are you going to point it for me? So he, the guy uncuffs him. In one move, he knocks the guy out and says, best line of the film, what does the IQ got to be anyway to, to get in this gang? And then he picks up the gun by the slide and holds it in an L shape like the man has never picked up a firearm <laughs> in his life. He's been on the police force 20 years, no idea how to wield a weapon. And then he kind of like half jogs off the screen. After I, after picking up the smallest slice of pizza from the box, oh yeah, and he ever. had to he had to get a slice of pizza off the floor and been like, you know, would you gotcha. want to even eat a piece of pizza that had touched Yakuza floor? There's probably yeah. so much blood and death on that slice that he just put in his mouth. There's probably so much, yeah, from the sandals and the t- and the dust on the tatami <laughs> mats there. Oh yeah, there's Lou. There's a- Lou, we've asked you please to stop ordering delivery pizza to the film set. No, no, it's fine, guys. We'll work it into the movie. We'll he work probably it wrote in. that scene himself, the piece he of pizza did, scene. Yeah, you know, your boy Dolph wrote that stuff at the beginning and end of the movie. Gentlemen. Yeah, he wrote those. Yeah, lines. he got co-writing credits. Holy crap! For the I've talked to God <laughs> lines. Another great. Uh, about a trivia here. Let, let me call it. Uh, well, one of the most comical things about the movie, and, and I felt should have been explained, is that he never uses the same weapon twice. Watch him after each firing of a firearm. He will leave it on the ground where he was and then walk away and never use it again. Now, if you're a one-man war on crime, where is the money coming to continually supply yourself with firearms to fight this war. If you can just, you know what, I'm going to leave it here. Never mind the fact that if you're on the run, there's like a mountain of evidence with your fingerprints on it yeah. that yeah. explains that you're Frank Castle and this is basically a mechanical trail to follow where I'm going. 
Mm-hmm. Shaky Fantastic probably has deal. sources to get him, you know, those guns, the ammunition, everything. Oh, yeah. It's Plus, he also wore those gloves, Jonesy. Oh, duh. Of course. The half-cut gloves with his fingers sticking out. <laughs> I, I can't say it enough. We talked about it earlier, but um, the head mob guy that came back, uh, what was his name, Jonesy? Franco. Franco. Mm-hmm. That guy. Top notch. What I thought was hilarious was when they eventually team up to get his yeah. son back. Yeah. His, like... You know, his rough-and-tumble battle garb is this just gross-as-hell-dated <laughs> jean jacket. It's, like, acid-washed. Oh, yeah. And he offers one to the Punisher. Yeah, yeah. Or no, like, he huh? offers the bulletproof vest to the Punisher, not it the jean jacket. Denim. It looked denim. It looked <laughs> denim. It looked like a folded piece of denim. But then the way they burst into the, uh, the Bushido training room... He is holding that Uzi like Estelle Getty in Stop or My Mom Will Shoot. Like he's like he's holding an Uzi like an old woman holds uh, a can of bug spray. And there's this little Ooh. tiny Uzi with this big, huge uh, silencer attached to it. Like, did you notice that the the suppressor was intermittent? Then in some scenes yeah. you could hear the bullets yeah. go out, and the others it wouldn't. Yeah, I'm like this. This is very loud. This gun for. Having this huge barrel attached to the front of it. Yeah, I mean that that is that scene is, it's proof that there's no on onset gun training done for that character, yeah. like at all. And, and I'm sure movies do that all the time nowadays. My boss probably should know how to hold a gun. Yeah, yeah. But he was winging that around like it was a knife that he's never held before. <laughs> like he was scared he was going to cut himself. It reminds me of when Homer dreamt about owning a gun and he's on the porch. Like on his rocking chair, twirling it on his finger. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, I mean, he looked great when he film. did it. Great actor. Amazing oh, yeah. actor. Phenomenal. Hands down. I mean, The Fugitive, one of the best movies I've ever seen. So when I saw this guy, I mean, I was like, wait a minute. Maybe everything I've heard about this movie is wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm about to see one of the best 80s action exploitation films ever made. Also, one of my favorite movies when that kid gets shoved into the canisters in that jail cell. Oh, that was amazing. That, <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Crack up every time I see that scene. Now, did anyone think that they were sourcing that magic trick in the restaurant and that would eventually pay off somehow, and it never did? I don't know. I, like, I, I still couldn't like, even get over makes... that that dude was in a mob family. That balding <laughs> oh, nobody. The blonde. He looked like Mr. Belding's brother without hair. Rod Belding. Rod Bell- <laughs> Rod Belding. He looked like an aged, decrepit Rod Belding. Yeah. Uh, Rod Rod wasn't available for this. He was off with them, some stewardess. <laughs> Inga was her name. Oh God. Dale, if you had perfect recall about anything else other than Saved by the Bell episodes, you could be one of the most richest, influential people on this planet. I was. I mean, I really liked. And I didn't like at the same time that the, when the so the Punisher finds out the Yakuza kidnaps the kids, Punisher b- b- busts into one of the Yakuza speakeasies and says, "This continues. You will lose money every day. Those kids are not returned home." And then, but that's the only time he does like he doesn't terrorize the Yakuza any more than that. And then he just let they get to the end of the film. But then I just got like extremely uncomfortable that there was this little kid that was going to be somehow interface with these two mortal enemies 
I was just like, how is however this ends, it's not going to make me feel like I I saw a satisfying ending to a movie, and it didn't. Like the Punisher has to kill the dad right in front of the kid. It was just yeah. it was just really would, weird for me. And you would think that the death of his own children being so horrific that it put him on a path of mass murder that he would be a little yeah. more <laughs> likely to kind of be like, I'm so sorry, this is going to like F you up for life, let right. me yeah. get your help. Instead, he's like, I'll be waiting for you too. Right. He's like, don't grow up to be this guy, soldier. <laughs> that's from that's from the Paramount hit Universal Soldier. That line. The, uh, yeah, so it's just like five years I know you're going to be living in an orphanage, but... You're a good boy. <laughs> I thought the delivery of you're a good boy Stay was so weird. Way. Like, Punisher doesn't say boy. He says, like, kid or something. Yeah. <laughs> you're but, a good boy. But there were some other, like, funny lines from Dolph that was funny. Like, when he's got, he has to drop the old man off when he steals the bus. Like, there were certain times that he's just, like, genuinely chuckle. Oh, yeah, when he dropped that guy out of the bus, that was really good. (laughs) How weird was the Yakuza nightclub? That was a weird-looking place. Oh, man. Who is having fun at that place? Just Just Lady Tanaka. People in the 80s, not And her weird 40-year-old daughter that's meant to be her daughter. (laughs) She was not 40, that girl. I actually felt bad when she died, because I felt like Punisher just killed like a 13-year-old girl. Oh, man, no. She had it coming. He had to snap her neck. And he had to do maybe, it. Maybe break her spine. Make her a vegetable. I mean, what about live. when she takes her dagger earrings off and flings them with such velocity that the man's wrists get pinned to the wall because she threw earrings at his wrists? That guy was chewing the scenery in every <laughs> shot that he was in. That guy needed to take a Valium or something on yeah. set. <laughs> chewing the scenery, man. We've just we've moved into the next level of movie review we have just evolved into actual movie credits. Oh, yeah. We knew that Dolph would be the one to take us there. <laughs> yeah, really. By the way, uh, not to break the uh, fourth wall of uh, technology, because I know both you guys know how things work. Is it possible to set off an explosion by shooting the detonator? I mean, oh, yeah. I want to say that that can't happen. Why, why did he even do this? So the homeless guy has two jobs. Press this button after five minutes. Press this button after 15 minutes. He drops it down a sewer drain. And he presses the one button by putting his knife through the oh, sewer that's drain. that's right. Yeah. Why couldn't he do that for the second right. button? Yeah. Why did he have to shoot it? That's right. And so he, just, yeah, he decides to shoot it, and that, and that works amazingly. Why would shooting it make it work? That's a good question. Like, it doesn't make the circuit, I guess, send a signal to the radio well, part that transmits. Whatever the reason, he would have transmit, told you if you will. verse... He would have yeah. told you in rhyme. Shakespearean, you know, Jason Blood style. <laughs> yes, yeah. You know it's part of my mission to fire off and set a transmission. <laughs> you can't rhyme the same word, Jonesy. I'm Say sure that you the can. same word. I am sure that is absolutely... You, you think that the Punisher writers could have got one up on me on that one? You I'm would sure. have been a terrible homeless sidekick. Right. <laughs> this is called me Shakes from now on. Shakes loves beer, everybody. Shakes beer. What a movie. What a movie... Fantastic film. I mean, fa- fun, a fun, fun film. If you've never seen it, oh, yeah. you owe it to yourself. By all means, we are not saying this is a bad movie at all. I love this movie. Yeah, it's good. You owe it to your, especially yeah. if it's free three, on YouTube. Four by three. You know, these are the kinds of movies and episodes that makes me just want to 
you know let's just subtract all our podcasts just do a movie podcast you know these are the kind of feelings i have let's do it 200 is right around the corner oh my let's just end the show proper and just come together once a month to do these fun little joints i mean oh, i know dale's in dale's dale's Dale cheeks is, have Dale is feeding me this through uh my hangout i, I just poop we'll see everybody next time another one of these in a month maybe if we remember Love you guys, bye.